Welcome to the Kinship Care Liverpool podcast. My name's David. As always, thank you for another week of the best, the worst, and in betweens of being a kinship carer, kinship kid, and everything in between. As always, you're going to get in touch with us. The easiest way is through our social media, through the Facebook, through the Instagram, through X, through our website, through there's lots of ways to get in touch with us. If, however, you're listening to this, uh, however, you're subscribed, and hopefully you have, uh, this will obviously appear on there. There will always be my email on there. Uh, so you can always email me directly if you have any questions, queries, things that you want to talk about. Uh, please you know, do let us know. Uh, one one thing I just do want to, to add, I I did we obviously just come off two episodes talking about things to do in Liverpool. Uh, I did comment on the postings that I did that obviously at the moment um, I think I I think I I did the episode literally on the day that they went on strike, and I didn't realise this, but a lot of the museums, the galleries in Liverpool. Uh, are actually on strike at the moment. I think it's going on for another two weeks till the end of March, I think it is. Um, obviously, this, you, you don't want to get into politics or anything like that. I'm sure there's there's legitimate reasons, obviously, potentially it's just to do with pay and, and working conditions and things. Um, and I understand, uh, but obviously, they, they won't be open. Um, now, just put my two cents in in regards to that. I do think that, yeah, you know, they do a great job. They should be paid exactly what they do. You know, a lot of these, the museums, the galleries, everything, they're all free of charge to go in. There's only certain expi- exhibitions and things that you have to pay for. Obviously, in the um, in the museum, you have to pay for the planetarium. It's like two or three pounds. It's, you know, it's not going to break the bank or anything, but, you know, there are things that you do have to pay for. Uh, so I understand that these people may not really have a lot to you know, they don't really have a lot of budget you know budgets being slashed everywhere and across all services my opinion and i've i put a tweet to i don't even know what you call it a, t- a twitter an x an x message um uh, to them to say i don't understand why we don't just have like a one-time fee um as i mentioned on one of them is the the british music experience where you pay it once and you can go for the rest of the year you get a you know and, and i recently did that with with my daughter absolutely wonderful uh, time um and and i don't understand why they don't do that even if it was only two or three pound i would happily pay two or three pound if it meant that i could then access the museum maybe the planetarium as well for the rest of the year um wouldn't bother me in the slightest doing that you know we we do use that and i say i do recommend it to everyone two or three pounds the number of people who come into the city who potentially would pay two or three pounds just to come see the museum see the gallery see those type of things uh don't understand why they wouldn't do that and i say if it gets you access the rest of the year i'm sure everyone would do it uh but that's my sort of two cents in regards to all of that um now this is going to be about the new special guardianship policy now there's been a kind of an overhaul of special guardians now uh, i'm one of those people i have a special guardianship for my kinship kids uh it, it is very much a it it depends on you whether it's the best thing for you a lot of people in kinship in the world will say having a having a special guardianship board is like the the pinnacle of being a kinship carer because it gives you all this access all the support all of the um the authority and everything else and it really just depends on yourself whether that's something you need or or would like to have or going along with everything else. Uh, but there are there is a new policy that's been released. Um, I will try and put this on the um, on the website. So this is just some of the uh, the points that have been brought through. So I thought rather than just sort of posting it and hoping people read it, what I would do is I would 
basically do a little read along with it. So I say I will put a, put a link to it and, and we'll go from there. So it starts off obviously telling you what a special guardianship order is, which again, uh, as I mentioned on that episode, um, talking about EastEnders, they never mention what a special guardianship order, what it does, how it you know, affects everything. It would be nice if they would do that. So a special guardianship order, often referred to as an SGO, is a way of providing a secure family life for a child whilst they grow up. A special guardianship order provides legal security for children can be provided with long-term care by their birth parents. It's an alternative to options such as adoption, child arrangement orders or long-term fostering of a child. Special guardianship orders are only available in England and Wales. I do believe that Scotland and Northern Ireland have something similar. I'm not sure what they call it. Um, I might have to speak to people uh, in the Scotland one, the Ireland one, but I, it is. this is specifically for England and Wales. So a special guardian formally takes on the legal powers and responsibilities of parenting a child until the 18th birthday. A special guardian will make most decisions related to the child's upbringing, such as deciding where the child lives, goes to school and what medical treatment they should receive. Special guardians have overriding parental responsibility, sometimes known as PR, for the child, but the child retains a legal link to their parents. Those who had PR before the SGO was made will continue to retain PR but they are only required to be consulted in certain situations. Uh, if the child was looked after by Liverpool City Council before a special guardianship order is made, this period of care is ended by order being granted. If a child is subject to a care order, a special guardianship order removes, removes the care order. Special guardians have the right to appoint a guardian for the child in the event of their death. Now, that is something that is very important. Uh, there is a there is a, a rumor that goes by that if you're a special guardian, something happens to you, uh, that the that it automatically defaults back to the birth parent. That's not the case. You can uh, legally, whether it's through your will, whether it's through a legal document, whatever it would be, you can specify that you want them to go to X or Y, or you, that you you whatever it is. Uh, you don't need to consult the parent regarding that. They just need obviously they need to be made aware of who the new. Uh, the new person is but you don't have to do anything uh, regarding that when a court considers making special guardianship order it must also consider whether orders for contact between the child and birth parents and other orders uh, should be made uh, a special guardianship order can be varied with discharge so it does not give complete legal security to the child and the special guardianship family and special guardianship orders end when the child reaches the age of 18. Now, that's not technically true. Uh, I should make that aware. It is dependent on them going into higher education. So if you are getting uh, any kind of funding from that, it is always best to, to check with your local council, your area, uh, your social work, if you've got still got one, whoever it would be, if they still remain in, uh, in long-term education, college, university, well, at what point fully will they be discharged? At that, that point, you won't be receiving any payments and things. Uh, you obviously do keep need to keep the special guardianship order uh, in a safe place, as you may need to show this as proof of PR if the child requires medical treatment or has to go on holiday. Again, this is yeah I've mentioned this in the passport one. It is a very complicated thing. Uh, they will give you like a one-page uh, summary that basically says you know, 
this you what you this is who you are this is the person and this is what you can do and it's always best my advice with that is you make as many copies of that as you can scan it have it on your phone take pictures of it so that you, you've got it there uh, i personally have yeah i've got it like in the cloud so if anyone ever stops me for any reason i've got i've got the document there to show them uh, the council has a legal duty to assess the support needs of the special guardianship families if the child was looked after by the liverpool city council before the order was granted in situations where the child was not looked after an assessment can be requested and consideration will be given as to whether uh, uh, services should be provided now there is a, a line specifically for special guardianship in liverpool it just says if you want more information to call, to call care line it's oh in here in liverpool i i, I, I presume it's this is a, a national thing but it obviously it's a liverpool line it's 0151233700 that's 0151233700 now there are a number of decisions uh, which must the, the child's birth parents must be consulted about. Uh, there are some uh, that they cannot be taken without the consent of the parents if the parents do not consent without the permission of the court. Uh, these include changing the child's surname, uh, removing the child from the UK for more than three months, uh, situations where the consent of everyone who holds parental responsibility is required by law. For example, consent to a child being sterilised or circumcision of a male child and giving consent to the child being placed for up for adoption or to be adopted now that is a really important one is that you know, I have, i've mentioned this many times about how you know, there are times when as a kinship carer as a, as a special whatever it would be there are times when you literally cannot do it anymore you you you've you've, you've reached the end of your rope you, you can't do it um now it's not just the case of saying Right, that's it. Throwing them back to the the, the authorities and, and letting them do it. You do need to make them aware of it because one of the options is that you can potentially put them up for adoption, but obviously they do need the birth parent to to be aware and obviously to to to, to be consulted about it. Now, if the birth parents do not agree with the special guardianship application, the court will consider the views of the parents. If it is satisfied that the, the child cannot be cared for in the long term by their parents and special guardianship order is best suited to the child, then the order can be made. The child's welfare will be the court's paramount consideration when deciding whether to grant the order or not. Now, it's specifying who can apply for a special guardian. Uh, so special guardians must be at least 18 years of age. People can apply as individuals jointly with two or more people. Couples do not need to be married or in a civil partnership. The child's parents cannot apply to be special guardians, so they can't they can't give up their parental responsibility, but then decide to become special guardians. That's just that's just not how it works. Um, the foreign people can apply for a special guardianship order. So, where the child is in the care of a local authority, anyone who has the consent of the local authority, a foster carer with whom the child has lived with for at least one year, immediately preceding the application whether they're supported by the local authority in making the application or not. If the child has lived with the foster carer for, for less than a year, the local authority must give permission for the carers to apply for a special guardianship. This needs to be a recommendation of the looked after child's review. If the carer is a relative of the child, they can apply for a special guardianship order once the child has with, resided with them for six months. Anyone who holds a residence order or child's arrangement order for the child can apply. Anyone who the child has lived with for three out of the last five years, as long as the child has not stopped living with them more than three months before they make their application. Anyone who has the consent of all those with parental responsibility for the child. 
A guardian of the child, for example, a guardian appointed after the death of one of the child's parents. And anyone who does not meet the above criteria would have to apply to the court for permission. Carers can apply in their own right without a solicitor. Uh, so th obviously there are a number of ways, a number of people who can apply to be a special guardian. Uh, it's always it's always advised you know, to just check again, what is the best thing for you? I mean, one of the comments, one of the things they've suggested is obviously if the parents have 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 died now. The if if the parents if you know, if, if if the birth parents have died, usually the, the it's to foster or adopt. Uh, but but again, if there's only one of them who've who've died, then it can become more complicated. So special guardians can be a better option. Is special guardianship an option for step parents? Now there are situations whereby it may be appropriate for a step parent to obtain a special guardianship order, such as if the birth parents have died of the step parent needs to take over the care of the child in all the circumstances, for example, where the legal parent is seriously ill and cannot make decisions for the child. So that is a very good, important uh, thing that these aren't just for kinship kids. These aren't just for people who are in foster care or anything like that. Um, if you if you have got, got together with someone and they have a child and then they the, the, the birth parent is you know, you've not been able to adopt them or you've not been able to do anything like that. Um, the birth parent has become ill or has died or passed away and you still want to have responsibility for that child, then obviously a special guardianship order might be a, a good option for that. Now, are the child's wishes taken into account? Now, the child's wishes and feelings are very important and be taken into account as part of decisions made by the court, particularly where they have an understanding of special guardianship and how it will affect their daily lives. The court would also wish to know their view towards maintaining contact with their birth family. Now, obviously, the one issue that we always have with kinship care is that a lot of them, it's sort of towards you know, zero up to the age of about four or five uh, is generally when most uh, kinship you know, situations happen. Uh, so they can't really make a very considered opinion, um, which is makes that a bit more complicated. And then it asks, obviously, how do I become a special guardian? If the child is in the care of the local authority, then special guardianship is an option for making sure the child has a permanent family. It's up to you as the child's carer, whether you're a foster carer or family member, to decide whether you wish to apply for special guardianship. It is essentially you, it's essential that you talk to the child's social worker about whether Liverpool City Council will support your application. If the child is looked after, the discussion and recommendation should come from the child's looked after review. If the child is not looked after child, prospective special guardians must provide three months written notice to Liverpool City Council of their intention to apply to be a special guardian. In some circumstances, they may need to get permission of the court before giving notice to the council. The exception to the providing this notice will be when another application is respect of the child's being heard under the court and is decided by the court that special guardianship orders should be made instead. Um, now, applying to the court, uh, you can apply to the court for a special guardianship order after the three-month notification period, as, as stated before. If the child is already the subject of another order, for example, a care order, child arrangement order, uh, residence order, you must apply to the court that made that order. Otherwise, you can apply to a family court, to any family court. It's a good idea to discuss this with your social worker before making an application to court. You may wish to seek independent legal advice should no social worker be involved or if you disagree with the social worker's plans for the child. There are occasions when Liverpool City Council may be able to assist with the legal costs and application 
relating to a looked after child or where the child may become looked after if a special guardianship order was not applied for. The local authority will investigate suitability when you give the notice of your intent to apply. The council has up to three months to prepare a report for the council, uh, for the court. This will involve a number of meetings with social workers who will discuss your application with you, looking at the reason why you want to become a special guardian, what you're able to offer to the child in terms of good parenting, and also whether the child wants the order to be made. Factors such as your health, relationship, stability, family support, and the needs of the child and your ability to meet them will be discussed with you. Now, one of the things that is important there, and it did actually happen to us, is in regards to relationship stability. Now, you can't really you know, ascertain that. You know, obviously, if these people have been, you know, there's no such thing as really a stable relationship. You know, there, I've seen so many relationships where people have been together for 10, 15, 20 years and then all of a sudden watching me in there splitting up or getting a divorce. Um, when we did our special guardianship, I think we'd, we'd been together for two years. But we'd only been living together for like six months to a year. Um, so it was one of those things that was brought into consideration of how stable is this relationship. You know, one of the things that they always say is, Unfortunately, when all these proceedings are going through, relationships can break down because of the stress, because of everything going on. It is important that the relationship is stable, but you you, you have to look at it from that point of view. Because obviously, previously, it did say you didn't have to be married. Married obviously doesn't mean anything, but it does help. Uh, and obviously, we, we did that ourselves. Um, the court, when the court reaches a decision after reading all the reports and hearing evidence from those involved, the court also considers whether any other orders should be made at the same time, such as a contact order, which would set up the arrangements for the child's contact with their birth family or significant people, or supervision order to befriend and assist the child. The court can also agree to a child's surname being changed or give permission for the child to be taken out of the country for more than three months if this is a requirement. Now, as I um, as, as one of the requests in the, in the podcast, obviously we, we didn't want any of these podcasts to be longer than sort of 15, 20 minutes. It is getting to that point. I'm only halfway through this document, so I will make this a two-parter. Uh, so the next section will be talking about, obviously, more, more to do with special guardianship. But I do think this is an important thing that every kinship carer should, or even, even if you are not a kinship carer, you want to know more about special guardianship orders. As I say, it's such a grey area where it there's so many positive this, there's so many slight negatives of it um you know i i i as someone with a special guardianship order myself there has been great 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 things that we've been able to do you don't have to you know, speak to the birth parent when you've got to take them to the dentist or things like that which you had to do previously um you know it makes going to cost uh, going to going on holiday a lot easier uh, but obviously these are things so what i'll do i'll split this up into two parts obviously the next next part will be uh the sort of the end of this, this document so it's quite a lengthy thing but i do think it's important um and as i say with a lot of these documents they do try and you know bog you down with statistics and and blurb uh, so I hope this hasn't been uh, boring, but hopefully you have been able to listen to it. Uh, a lot of people will get a document like this and it will just sort of sit in their, in their uh, folder and they'll probably never read it. But it is good to sort of have a look at, at these type of things. Uh, so as always, if you want to get in touch with us, the easiest way is through our social media, through Facebook X, through the Instagram, through our website. There's lots of ways of getting in touch with us. So thank you very much for listening. My name is David and you listen to the Kinship Care Liverpool podcast. <laughs>